The Flames had quite a busy weekend on and off the ice, and we're here to talk about it all. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Flames drop two in a row. One of those games was incredibly hard fought, and the other, very obviously on the second half of a back-to-back of a struggling team. And Nikita Zadorov news kind of just thrown in there as well. He officially requested a trade, and we're going to talk all about that promising <laughs> signs of life from Martin Pospisil and Connor Zari. Before we dive into all that, though, please make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube as well. Locked On Flames is here for you five days a week, Monday through Friday, and I couldn't be happier to be chatting with you guys. This is like a debrief after you have like a girls night and y'all have to catch up with each other and be like, what happened? This is what we're doing. But for the Flames, because it was a very busy and chaotic weekend for them. Uh, We're going to start with, I would say, the biggest story, which is, of course, Nikita Zadorov. Him and uh, his agent made it official. They want to, Nikita Zadorov wants out. Okay, cool. This is part of the business. When you are a pending UFA and the contract negotiations are not progressing or are going away, maybe you don't like, that. that's a good option, you know, to kind of look elsewhere. Or you realize how things are going in Calgary and you say, Hmm. Well, it looks like it's that time for me to request a trade because we are approaching that first benchmark of the season, which is American Thanksgiving. I'm not bothered by this at all. I think, again, this is to be expected because when you are, like I've mentioned, if things aren't going a certain direction that you like, you would like to see them in, you're, you're going to look elsewhere. It's kind of like if you are at your job you're kind of hearing rumors of like downsizing or your department's going to be shaken up a little bit. Would you not stop start looking elsewhere even while you were still employed? Would you not, you know, maybe call around and see what what else is out there? But I don't have a problem with this. The one thing I do have a problem with is his agent saying that he's the best defenseman on the team and he should be playing more minutes. Just because you can throw your body around doesn't make you the best defenseman on the team. Chris Tanev... It's kind of, I mean, I would say he's better and he would probably be playing a little bit better if he didn't have Noah Hannafin on the other side. That pairing has been tragic and it was very tragic during the Toronto game. But I get it. You are, you have to do what you have to do. This is a business. You're going to hype up your client. You you want the best deal for him. Is this going to be a rental? Will, you know, you kind of... Okay, you'll sign an extension come July 1st or whatever the case may be. Um, And I'm not someone that is (laughs) confident or comfortable assembling trades. I almost made myself cry trying to figure out Dan Vladar to the Avalanche earlier this fall because I couldn't figure it out on Cap Friendly. And it was just like I was sitting back at my kitchen table in fourth grade trying to do math homework with my parents. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have gathered that the Flames are, they're doing this on their terms. They are not interested on, in moving on anyone else's timeline, which I think is fine for right now. I th- but I do think the time is to sell high. I'm not a finance uh, smart person, but I think you sell your stocks when they're high. Right? Is that, is that is that how that works? I've also seen people suggest that the Flames scratch him until he's traded. And while I, I understand where you're coming from, I do think it is important for these pending UFAs or really anyone to know that there is that open door policy that you can just kind of be like, hey, we got to talk. Talk to my agent. We would like to see me out of here. And you're not going to be punished for it. You're, there's not going to be any sort of retaliation. Because what, what kind of message does that send to your locker room? And I understand, like, it's a business or whatever, but you also want to get a good return for these guys. So you want to make sure they're out on the ice and pos- doing the best that they can to possibly get you the best return. And I- I'm very interested to see what, Craig Conroy does here because his first trade was to Foley to the Devils for Sharon Govich. While Sharon Govich has certainly started to settle into the lineup, he is not Tyler Toffoli, who is basically scoring a goal every night. Flames could really use a goal scorer, so it's kind of brutal out here. (laughs) I'm very intrigued to see what happens. I, I think that this is more than like I saw some people trying to package up like Matt Grizzlick with a prospect in a draft pick for Zadorov and um that's not happening. Matt Grizzlick is always hurt. Why is Craig Conroy going to take on another defense like more dead money basically? Um the in the prospect and the draft pick one or the other it does not need to be both. I don't, I just, I don't see a world where that happens. And it just, to me, it doesn't make sense. But again, I don't feel comfortable assembling trades myself, but I can certainly dismantle them. Coming up next, we are going to talk about perseverance and that game against Toronto and why, even though it was a loss, it it's still a positive, like a step in the right direction for the Flames. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break here and I'm going to tell you all about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay's guaranteed fit as well, you are looking at a guaranteed fit for your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Thank you everyone for hanging out with me today 
on Locked on Flames. Hope you're enjoying your day and make sure you're subscribed wherever you're getting your podcasts so that way uh, you can listen to Locked on Flames throughout the week. We're here for you Monday through Friday and Friday was was a battle. <laughs> the Flames, of course, kicked off their little three-game trip east uh, in Toronto, a nice little game. I mean, it, it did not start off very, very good. It felt very bleak. I figured by the time the second period rolled around, I could probably just turn it off and go to bed. But I'm very glad I didn't because even though the Flames were down two to one, they like they were still generating chances. They were getting somewhere, <laughs> wasn't very far and and or successful, but it was slowly moving along here and you know allowing uh, Nylander to score two goals, conceding two on the. Uh, the end of the game it was two goals on the power play and your power play going over three or four it was it was a tough night it was absolutely a tough night and the defense once again was making really sloppy plays it was like Oprah with every other pass being some sort of giveaway and on the bright side though Dan Vladar did make some saves where I was jumping off the couch and in pure disbelief. It felt like it, it was kind of over <laughs> for the Flames. They they don't play, uh, I mean, really any team that's playing from behind is, you know, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. You're, you have to fight twice as hard. Being down one is, you know, a different story, but being down multiple goals, you have to really think of how many more chances you need to generate. And the Flames just aren't a team that are capable of creating a lot of high danger chances. I will say though, this team looked very hungry. They looked aggressive. They looked like they were ready to win this game. And they let that be known. Uh, Connor Zari opened up the scoring and he, him, AJ and Martin Hospital scored and for those three guys to score, I mean, AJ Greer, I'm pretty sure is like 24 years old. He, he's still new to the Flames organization. And I am, I'm very happy to see these young guys playing and to see them figuring it out. I think that there's this level of urgency that is on the ice when they're on the ice. Uh, specifically Zari and Pospisil. I think that Kadri has been a great center for them. I think it has been a delight watching them, and I I feel comfortable and confident when they have the puck on their stick. And I haven't seen too many instances where there's overpassing. And sure, yes, of course you're gonna you're gonna have to pass the puck. Like that's no one is saying just shoot the puck from wherever. This team they don't they tend to overpass, and they're both always in positions to make a play, whether it is, you know, just tipping it in or, you know, not redirecting it, but having that net front presence to play it back and to rebound uh, to score in the rebound, or just, again, setting up their teammates for solid plays and with solid passes. I, I do think that, uh, you know, Martin Pospisil had a, 
had a great weekend. It wasn't just his game against Toronto that stood out to me. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later. But I I do think that this team looks faster with them on the ice, and that's important because sometimes this team looks like they're skating with cinder blocks tied around their ankles. And to have players that are actually able to <laughs> keep up with your opponents and sometimes outskate them is, you know, that's important to have. I really, really was surprised that <laughs> they even – they scored three goals and then Connor Zari or yes, it was Connor Zari, I believe uh, that or was Pospisil. I, it was Pospisil. I lied. I'm sorry. That tied it up. And that was crazy. That was absolutely bonkers. And for it to go into overtime, I was shocked. And at that point I was just kind of like, okay, this is this is where we're at. Like the play was so much better. The offense was obviously generating something. They were the power play. We we don't we don't need to talk about the power play. That that's a whole different can of worms that I don't know if I'm ready to dive into yet. <laughs> it's they just they looked good. Elias Lindholm, we're gonna have to do a deep dive on Elias Lindholm because he has not played well this season. He he struggled a lot, and I think that it's kind of maybe it's affecting Jonathan Huberto's play. But I I do like what we saw from the bottom six. I will say, <laughs> really outside of the top line, but losing in the shootout, you know, it is what it is. I know I should have, like, a more <laughs> like, uh, competitive approach. But it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a skills competition. And I don't think skills competitions should decide games the same way they don't decide them in the playoffs. But after coming from behind and hanging with a competitive team, they still skated away with a point. And that is something that should build on that confidence and say, you know what? We lost. But think of what we did, all that hard work we did to get there and to get to that point. I I liked what I saw after probably midway through the second period, I would say. They really started to get it together and look like a team. I don't understand why they can't play a full 60 minute of hockey. Uh, we, we've been struggling with that for quite a long time now. And it's a little frustrating. But again, I think once some pieces start to move and there's an identity to this team, they, it'll start taking shape and we'll see a different game from them. And that it is what it is. Like, the Flames are, again, at this transition point in the season and on this timeline where they have a lot of things that they need to figure out, but there's not a ton of time to figure it out. The wait-and-see game can only go on for so long. 
we've seen how that how that's going and I, I think it's time to start selling there's nothing wrong with that I saw uh, like right before I started recording um Colorado's goaltender uh is out for the season I said it once and I'll say it again Dan Vladar you are a Colorado avalanche um that's you know, move that, have Dustin Wolf up here full time because he clearly needs the consistent, the consistent time in net and he needs, this defense needs to figure out how they can help him. Probably, probably talk more about that um, after the Tuesday game against Montreal, assuming he plays. Their comeback shows that they can, they can fight and they have it in them and they can play well and hang with the good teams. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need a little reminder that you are that guy. You, like, oh, I know who this, like, I know who we are. This, you know, find that sort of footing again. And hopefully they find it soon because I, I do not like what we saw against Ottawa. And we're not, we're not even going to touch that. A mess. Dustin Wolf, you deserve a million times better. But coming up next, we are going to talk all about these young guys and how important they are to this roster and what they are contributing and what it means for the Calgary Flames. But before we do any of that, we are going to take a quick break and I'm going to tell you about the daily fantasy hockey app that we love here at Locked On. A new NHL season brings on all sorts of possibilities. Dylan Dubé could score 50 goals. Your team, the Calgary Flames, could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in a daily fantasy hockey contest. I would certainly be looking into taking uh, Kadri and figuring out, you know, what kind of props he's putting up. And there is this group slash team chat function where you can talk with other fans and, you know, kind of pick their brains, collective mind, great times. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Jonathan Huberto or McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, or Kale McCarr will record more or less than their sleeper projections in things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Flames fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Locked on Flames. You can follow me on X, Twitter, or Instagram, wherever, uh, at Jess Belmosto. I just want to take a second here. We talked a little bit about Dustin Wolf 
in the prior segment. And his transition to the NHL is not measured. It's not measured on these two games. I think that it not only was the last game he played for the Flames in April to, what is it, November? And two very different games. The defense was trash. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and blame Dustin Wolf for things that like are out of his control. He was left out to dry, hung out to dry. What a surprise by the Flames defense. Not entirely sure what was going on there, but I I think that the only thing that they can do is just continue to give him consistent reps in the NHL. And you got to move Dan Vladar for that. There's no other way that gets done. On a brighter note, we do have Martin Pospisil, who has three points in four games. I would just like to say that... The way Mike Vernon pronounced Pospisil uh, during the, when he was reading the starting card, uh, starting lineup on Saturday made me laugh. Uh, Popsa? Is that his nickname? Popsa? Like Pops, Popsa? I was like, did he just call him Pasta? And then he called Dan Vladar, uh, Dan Badar. And I was like, we got Connor Bedard when that happened. For him to have two goals in four games, I, I'm going to take that as, you know, oh, this kid can actually produce. He's scoring in, you know, those gritty places and he has speed. He has something that the lineup has been missing and that is speed. He has a nice shot too. And when he completes a pass, it is like kittens and rainbows and sunshine because sometimes most of the time, it feels like this team cannot complete a simple pass through the neutral zone. It's not hard. I shouldn't say that it's not hard. I don't know. But you don't see that kind of stuff all the time from other teams. So why is it happening so consistently with the Flames? I think that Martin Pospisil and Connor Zari have been really important pieces to this team. And for both of them to be playing significant minutes with the NHL club is important. It is something that this roster needs not only to score goals, but to also get younger and kind of, you know, send a little bit of a message. Like there's guys who can do it if you won't. And that's kind of where I think the flames are at. I think that Zari has, or sorry, Pospisil has, you know, filthy, filthy hands it's he's playing excellent with Zari and Kadri. We're gonna talk about Zari here in a second, but they're both of them are consistently working together to generate chances. That whole that line has been one of the best lines for the Flames, and that's that's tough. I mean, it's it's really not because you, there isn't much competition there. But they are consistently scoring. They are consistently looking good out on the ice. And at Connor Zari having four points in five games as well, after having such a strange, unfortunate set of circumstances surrounding his time in the AHL in that transition period into professional hockey, I am so glad it is going well for him. And I am impressed at how well he has integrated himself in with this lineup. A young 
young kid, not overly big, and he he's still doing his thing, and he looks great out there. And I think that this is something that the Flames organization should really take notice to. Could you imagine how much faster this team would be if Jacob uh, Pelletier was still on this team? Uh, he's injured. He's still here. Or um, Matthew Phillips. Imagine. Imagine. And I, I want to see more of this. I want to see the younger guys being played as much as possible. I think that there is a lot of work to do with their defensive prospects. I think that that is just a, an entire different can of worms. Because if you're trading away like half of your defense, you're going to need to figure out how to plug those holes. And I, Dennis Gilbert is fine. Nick DeSimone, questionable on many occasions. And... I don't, I don't know what else they're going to be able to do. They're going to have to bring guys in, and I'm not entirely sure how that's going to go over. But Oliver Shillington, we miss you. We hope you are well, and your health comes first. So, But if you like want to come back and play, the door is always open, wide open. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in on this fine Monday or whenever you're listening. <laughs> I greatly appreciate all of your support throughout this year as we wrap up, really. We're coming to an end on 2023 and approaching 2024. And I hope that everyone is doing well taking care of themselves and doing whatever they need to do to uh, just stay happy. <laughs> Hockey is a wonderful escape for so many. And when your team's not doing too hot, it can, sometimes it's better to just, to just walk away. But the Flames, they've been playing better. So let's keep that up. And I hope to See you all on Tuesday. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts. And, of course, on YouTube as well. Nick will be joining us this week, as always. And until then, stay safe, stay hydrated, and be kind. <laughs>